0: This is part two of a two-part podcast.
1: Have you ever wondered whether a particular book was really good or just so-so, and if you could trust the reviews online? When it comes to books related to permaculture, Permes has a large list of reviews for over 100 books. Perhaps you're considering a book for yourself or a friend, or you're just curious about what's out there. Stop by permies.com forward slash book and take a look at the book review grid and read some honest reviews. And hopefully, you'll find the next book to add to your collection. Okay,
0: I, I, I would have to say that. There has been so much improvement in the world of solar energy in the last six years that I'm hopeful that if we keep buying solar panels that they'll continue to get better and better and better and better and better. And, better. and then, of course, it requires batteries. And as we keep buying Batterns they will also continue to get better and better and better and better
2: I have a quick question on that. Do we know like I have not looked into this. I know there when you say better, do you mean cheaper and more widely available or you know easier for you know your average person to to adopt or better as in we're using less toxic geek to create them, or is it both i haven't seen I, I you can see the the former they're they're getting cheaper you can see that it's easy I haven't seen anything about the latter about them being having less toxic geek made in the production of these
1: i I have actually there's in the last year or two um there's a different type of it's a lead-free semiconductor material that's been designed for solar panels so that the panels will be non-toxic you know so it's still in the development phase um, but they are coming up with materials that provide enough energy per square meter to make them viable you know they're going to be more expensive at first but then you're eliminating you know, those issues um, as far as that toxic gig. And it also depends on how well can a person recycle, you know, those materials. Like say for batteries, um while lithium batteries are lighter, um, there's some massive environmental ecological issues with the mining of lithium. You know, it's typically strip mined. So you make this disaster zone where you're pulling that out. Um, I don't know whether lithium can be recycled as as well as lead can be. Um, so just makes me curious whether uh, long term, like lead batteries, you know how much of an environmental problem are they if they can be recycled you know whether somebody's actually doing that or not i don't know um but as far as panels yes they are working on making them um essentially safer i guess you could say um with this new semiconductor there's going to be less toxic gick out there um but if it's in a stable form i don't know really how bad that would be you know, like I have, I have lead acid batteries in my house and yeah, if I were to just dig a hole and drop them in it and bury it, that would be a problem. But you know, whenever I buy new batteries, they will charge you extra if you don't bring back the originals because those get sent back and those materials do get recycled into new batteries.
0: So I can say that their lithium batteries are being recycled now. Uh, I'm not sure how prevalent it is. But apparently, it's a, it's a it's a big enough business. There's some big businesses.
2: There's um, the the plan that okay. So you have your you have all these batteries that are being created for your Teslas and other elect electric cars, and those batteries have a, a lifetime on them when they're where they're useful as electric car batteries, and at the end of that lifetime you don't just throw them away they're useful as in-home batteries as your power wall basically right now as i have have i've underhanded the power wall that you get from Tesla are leftover like the 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 batteries that didn't exactly pass the test to be to be put into Teslas are are being put into your uh the solar home, uh, what do they call them? The power wall.
0: Okay. Um, I think another thing is is that the batteries uh, are getting smaller and able to hold more energy. Um, and there's getting there's some new recipes that are being bandied about that sound interesting, but of course we got to see you know how things turn out. But the new recipes are kind of like, oh, here's a battery that's made out of sugar. Here's a battery that's made out of table salt. Uh, so there's, there's a, a, a variety of batteries that are coming out where it seems like the ingredients are are less toxic and, um, uh, and easier, easier to acquire. Uh, and, and at the same time they have other benefits like So there's there's improvements and uh, and yeah in, in the world of solar uh, there's been some advancements in solar uh, also where it's kind of like um, it'll be a, a film that you'll put on any glass and then uh, it doesn't it doesn't charge as quickly but it charges it still charges pretty quickly but imagine if you have a vehicle that is basically the whole skin of the vehicle is a massive collection of solar charging plates. But, no, then we could also talk about what we could use in our homes. The thing is, is that to answer the question, Kyle's question from earlier, um, I believe that they're getting better in price per watt, they're getting smaller, and they're getting better recipes in the realm of art. Uh, making them less toxic. So, uh, but the way that, that they try to improve this is from people buying this. So the more we buy solar panels, the, the more interest there is in optimizing them. So that way, you know, each of these different innovators are competing with each other for you know, price and features. So, I, I gotta say that right now, uh, solar seems to have the most promise to me. There, there, uh, there's a lot to be said for wind power in very windy places, but, uh, uh, again, it's, it's not a slam dunk. You know, there's, there's, a, a lot of material that goes in there, a lot of cement, and, um, and those things don't last, you know, forever. They've got to be replaced pretty regularly. And it's like a lot of the materials to build those it's from mining. I I think the great thing about a rocket mass heater is that it's it's like this is this is heat is the biggest energy consumer. Um and so it's kinda of like, man, these these can be built pretty quickly. A lot of materials that can be found on site uh a lot of really uh basic simple stuff i mean there it's it's some of our designs now do require external materials, um, but I think that uh, in time we might even be able to solve that um, and uh it's it's some and then the fuel to run it every year is just lying around on the ground outside. I just bring it in, throw it in a box, and when it rolls around, you just start, you know, plugging it in. It works extremely well, and it burns extremely cleanly. So, alright. I, I just kind of feel like when these conversations come up, they, uh, their arguments are solar, 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 and then other people are like, Trying to say that nuclear is perfectly clean or that hydro is perfectly clean. And I just kind of feel like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it is. And, uh, um, conservation is the best bet. Now I want, I want to, I'd like to hear from each of you in this question. Um, since coming to Permese for the first time, and I'm assuming that everybody here has read my book. Um, when it comes to your full energy footprint, has you know participating in the permies.com community and reading my book and things like that during this span of time, I would like each of you to just make up a number. Like, what percentage of your energy footprint do you think? Uh, you have saved between that moment before you know about Hermes and now. And so uh, let's start with Katie. Katie, do you have a? Can you pick out a number?
3: Oh my God, a number. Well, I don't have an issue with heating um in Hawaii. Right. I am too hot right now. Um, so it's it's not as going to be as dramatic. I'm going to guess 25%.
0: That's still, I think that that's very significant, and and I'm going to guess it's been about five years.
3: Yeah, probably a little longer, more like eight. I was pretty quiet at the beginning though.
0: Okay, okay. Still, conservation of 25 percent um, without sacrifice, and and is it fair to say that it's without without, without sacrifice? Absolutely. Okay.
3: I'm happier, right. happier, and I think it'll be more in the future when I have more choices over. Uh, some of my appliances. Uh, the when the situation changes a little.
0: Sure, sure. Um, I think I think that at the if I were to say 25% conservation um, globally, uh, or or with you know just the region of the Northwest Power Planning Council. Um, if I were to tell them that uh, back when I was a lowly librarian. They would have said, you, you can't even get 5%. No way. That's a, that's, that's just crazy talk. So, uh, Kyle, can you make up a number?
2: Oh, I would say for a little while there, it was maybe 30%. And I would say I'm, uh, back up to, since I've moved, uh, back up to, uh, about 15% at the moment. And I'm, uh, I'm working on you know uh a project to get it down real low I'm working on this this new uh homestead of mine uh, and when I get there it'll be i imagine that'll be about seventy percent
0: nice all right um uh Mark what's your number
1: well i I do get some hard and fast numbers from The utility and um, the water system project, whatever that's called, um, I think I use, compared to my neighbors, I use currently around 10% of the water that they do. So it's a 90% savings there. On electricity, um, I use around... I think it's 20 to 25% of the average for the neighborhood. So 75 or 80% there. And I would say those things, um and then with my car, I guess it'd be the other one. Uh, you know, despite not including COVID, that type of stuff, I tend to drive about half or maybe one third of the miles. Um, I live pretty close to work because I bought my house with that intention to be able to ride my bike to to and from work. Um, so I would say I'm, I'm like below half of the typical car use as well. And I, I would say that at least half of those savings are a reflection of the things I've learned on Permis. You know, I've always been a bit of a conservationalist type person. Um but yeah, you, know, you 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 learn things the more you you get out explore and read and I've I've learned a lot on the, the Permis website that I've been able to refine the things that I that I do. And I'm looking forward actually to being able to build the Wofati and and get up there and you know conserve even more. I was as a side I was going through um cleaning up like old paperwork and I found this box of books that I had going back into high school you know like yearbooks and things like that and I had some kind of paper and that I had written when I was 17 and it was something about like three different goals in life and one of the goals that I had specifically said was building a house that was more in tune with nature and um integrated with nature so that you one you'd barely be able to see it and it wouldn't have an <laughs> environmental footprint. Um and essentially and went into details about it and it was sort of describing a woofati and that was over thirty years ago that <laughs> I had that as one of my three life goals. <laughs> uh, so so I've always had that sort of motivation and so Permes has definitely helped uh propel that.
0: Wow, that's, that is amazing about the 17 year old thing there. That, <laughs> that is hilarious. That is, that is wacky. All right. Uh, we've got a couple of people that I don't think, it, so this podcast is open to all my Patreon peeps. And so we've got a couple of other people that saw, must have seen the link and jumped in. So let's see if they can come up with a number. Let's start with Joshua.
4: Hi. Wow. I'm on a podcast. I'm, I'm nervous now. Um, I, I got myself down to 20% of the American average carbon footprint. I'm trying to remember, I think it's 12,000 pounds of carbon emissions in the past two years. Then this year, um, I've put a lot of miles on with hunting for land, but And yes, a lot of the things that have helped are um, things from permies, and also um, creating a life together. Oddly enough, the the Diana Leaf Christian book um, helped me to get clear about that being my vision and having some community around it. Um, And uh, I can give some more detail if you really want, but. I will say I did there is some sacrifice involved in how we've gone about it, but it's not to the point of making ourselves sick.
0: So yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's going to be more about how to make your life more luxuriant. I, I kind of feel like while there are people like yourself that are willing to do sacrifice, I kind of feel like that's a hard sell. And, and I, and I'd rather come up with something where it adds more luxury and then other people are like, well, I want luxury too. And, and then it takes up. I, I think, for example, building the rocket mass heater is something where it doesn't take a lot of expense, it doesn't take a lot of time. And then, um, rather than having a life where you're sacrificing comfort in order to, you know, have a smaller energy footprint or you're just like, I'm, I'm not going to ever turn the temperature up to this because, you know, that's wasting money. Now with a rocket mass heater, you can have it be as warm as you want, and um, uh, it costs nothing. Just building another fire.
1: Hey, this is T. Blankenship. Are you a fan of Pi? Where there's Pi at permies.com. This Pi grants the user secret access. You also get free things like
2: videos of Wheaton Labs, the ability to add two thumbs up, two posts, and more. To get Pi, go to permies.com
0: forward slash Pi to get the inside scoop of what Pi can do for you. Again, that is permies.com forward slash Pi.
3: Alright, uh, Katie, did you have something else? Well, well, this is a SmackDown, and Ooh. I think for a good SmackDown, you have to have some, um not so great opinions, and I think I have one of those.
0: Okay, do it.
3: So, I am thinking about, well, it is, the Rocket Mass Heater is a wonderful luxury. And I've, being near one is really fun. And that makes me really want one. And it makes me really want to make one. Um, but I'm also, I've been learning how to make things and cut wood and drive excavators and tile. And I love it. But going from not doing any of that to doing a lot of it is an enormous amount of work. So if you are a person who doesn't normally make your own stuff, um, it's, it's much better to be able to buy one at a store and have a professional install it, so I think for rocket mass heaters, when people buy it in the catalog and then they do a set and forget on their wall like they're used to, that would might be for them what it's considered luxury, despite the fact that having a a beautiful handmade one and collecting sticks yourself to put into the fire I'm watching the beautiful fire those are all wonderful luxuries, but I don't think they're going to know that that is the luxury until um Until they've seen it, and they might like, they might just want to just get a really energy efficient, a top of the line, newfangled rocket mass production. So I'm excited to see things coming out. What do you think about that? The set and forget, like Toys R Us rocket mass heater.
0: Well, okay, Um, I I do think that boy, there there are there's a bunch of stuff that I want to say. But it would be exposing, like let's say, uh, discrete information that's not, where it's, it's, it's not my discrete information to share. And that's so,
3: exciting.
0: so I, I, I think I, there's a, there's a lot I need to, I really want to say, and I'm going to just not say anything right there. And, and so stepping away from that, um there is a thread at permies which is about rocket mass heater builders so there's a list of people who are builders and uh so the people that want to just you know say give me one and here's money make it so uh hopefully we can facilitate that a little bit better right now um, there are options like the liberator rocket mass heater that you can buy and uh um those are uh uh yeah there's there's stuff to be said about that because they're they're a smaller system than they're going to need to be fed longer still not as long as you'd have to feed a um a conventional wood stove but uh you know it, it will heat your home with much less wood all right now the big one. The whole thing about a thermostat where you could set your thermostat to say 72 and then you just don't even think about it and then you just pay the bill. Now for some people that bill is extremely painful, but I think your point is, is that for some other people, the bill, they don't, they don't care. It's, it's going to be a couple thousand dollars a year and that's fine. Just pay it. You're done. They make enough money that it's not that big a deal. And so um, I, I confess that with a rocket mass heater, that's, that's going to be one of the actual downsides of a rocket mass heater. Cause when you're gonna fire up a rocket mass heater, you gotta, you know, start the fire. Put a bunch of wood in there. And then maybe in 20 minutes you're gonna put a bunch more wood in there. So it's kind of like, um, that is not nearly as convenient as the thermostat. So that's an Achilles heel. That's, that's a weakness of the rocket mass heater right there. And I do not have a solution for that. Now there are things where people go and they've got those outdoor furnaces, but they, those use like 20 cords of wood a year and stuff like that. And it's like, can you make them rockety? It's like, I don't know. Maybe, um, but then you're still having to go and load it. And, uh, you know, because it, they just eat so much wood every year, someone's got to move that wood into the thing. So it's still, still not just setting a thermostat and walking away.
1: Um, that said though, it's, you're not also just setting a thermostat and walking away. On a current furnace, you're setting it, you're walking away and you're going and working those extra hours year after year to pay for that, that extra cost of having that thing run. And then every 10, 15 years when the furnace fails, you're spending anywhere from five to $10,000 to have somebody come install a new one for you. Um, so there's certainly a cost and it's a matter of what a person would rather do would they say rather work an extra week every year uh, for the rest of their life so that they can set the thermostat and forget it and occasionally have somebody come and do repairs on that stuff for them and eventually replace it, you know, which would they rather do? You know, work the week uh, at work and give away that money uh, or pick up a few sticks and, yeah, they have to actually start a fire and maybe – People are afraid of a fire, and that's, you know, valid. But um, I'd rather enjoy making the the fire and not have to do that extra work.
0: I, I think that is all a really good point. Um, the other thing is, is that if you're talking about a couple grand a year, it's possible that there's somebody in the house that would totally love to get one grand a year. Uh, in order to keep the fire going, you know, or, or to build a fire from time to time for the rocket mass heater. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, improving your own local economy. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get a number from the last guy that's on here. Wes, you, you there? You got a microphone that works?
1: Wes did say that, um, their mic and videos uh, on the fritz, on um, but, he said um i would say i was at 100% solar and and a very efficient fire in the trailer on my land so that was very good now i'm living in a human house in florida i don't run the air conditioner there's no heating the power bill is low so i'd say about 40% lower than a normal florida human uh is what okay. their response was to that question all right the
0: big thing is is that i think that conservation um, is king. Conservation is the best out of all the solutions. And um, I kind of feel like there's a powerful push for nuclear. And um, uh, there's a – nuclear is clearly, clearly about a thousand times better than coal. And it's kind of like, we all know what the downsides of nuclear are. And, and there's a lot of stuff being done that claims to be able to solve or mid, or dramatically mitigate those problems with nuclear. And it's kind of like, uh, lots of maybe sauce all over that. But even still, like let's pretend, let's pretend for a moment that nuclear did not have the waste problem it was just not there when it's all spent just it just magically disappears in fact uh, uh uh it 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 ends up inside the sun you know somehow it just it just took off and left and went to the sun and that's where it that's where it is so it's very far away it's not a problem this it's you still have to build an incredibly giant nuclear plant. And it's like, and, and so the materials for that are absolutely immense. And, and so it's like, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a freebie. It's not a slam dunk, even, even if there's no such thing as nuclear waste. It's, it's so, um, the other thing is is that I kind of feel like if we have a system where everybody ends up somewhat closer to off grid, I'm I'm I kinda of wonder if there's some benefits to that because for example, if you do have this perfect fictitious nuclear power plant, then um it's kinda of like uh uh There's all this infrastructure to carry the power from the nuclear power plant to all of these different people. And I kind of feel like, man, that's got a pretty major footprint also. And so it's, it's kind of, I, I I wonder about the idea of something that's a little bit more hyper local, something that's going to be like right with each home. And so now granted, if there, if there is, a um, grid, then it's kind of like there could be sharing of resources between a bunch of different people and leveling things out. There could be a lot of ups and downs and ends out. So I'm going to step ever so quietly away from that. But I guess the, I guess the moral of the story is, is that, um, I, I hope to paint a picture of conservation. And, and I also kind of feel like, the thing that Helen Atow did at her little cabin long ago was rather optimal. She had something like 225 watts of panels. Is that right? Maybe it was 200 watts of panels. It seems like there were two, there were two panels
2: there. It, it was there. something, it was two panels. It was something like, yeah, I would say 200 to 250 watts. I've, I've watched that a couple times.
0: Yeah. And so it's pretty small. And so I'm kind of thinking with just two panels like that, just those two panels, then I'm kind of feeling like the amount of toxicity that's in those two panels is pretty light, and um, and then uh, uh, all of her energy energy needs are met. She had a blender that she used fairly often, a refrigerator. She, um, you know, she she had a, a pretty basic, simple life. It was pretty, pretty easy, pretty light. Now, if she had four people living in there, and they had three panels, then I think that would be even better still. Um, as they share resources and stuff, so there's you know, their their footprint per person is even lighter. So instead of two panels per person. Maybe it would be less than one panel per person. Anyway, this is, this is my, this is where I kind of want to, I'm not saying everybody should go and live like that. What I'm saying is, is that that is a picture I wish to paint out of hundreds of pictures I wish to paint and, and make them, make these pictures available to people for contemplation. And then hopefully people will pick a few things they'll try and find that gel well with them. And, um, so yeah, hundreds and hundreds of stories of conservation that adds luxury to your life. That's, that's kind of what I want, what I'm advocating. For. Okay. Anything else about big grid energy stuff? Katie.
3: I think that the dream of nuclear energy is an, a powerful, easy to understand dream of just like infinite, whatever you want. And that's, that's sort of easily, instantly appealing. <laughs> um, but I think if you ever walk into a wafadi on a warm day, uh, the day that's too warm and you walk in and you feel the wonderful coolness of the air, it's just, it's just so lovely. And if you, if you've experienced a rocket mass heater and sat on the bench and and seen the fire going sideways, there's luxuries there that I think they're not like when you hear about them you may not the dream may not seem as big, but experiencing them, you're like, this is amazing. Uh why have I never seen this before? Why didn't this why isn't this everywhere? It's so nice. Um, so luxurious. I think I think if the dream was maybe a little easier for people to experience rather than just hear about i think that would that would change some people's minds inspire them
0: i i think what you said is uh people need to buy tickets to our events so that they can experience them. <laughs> um which by the way uh the garden master course is not that far away and we do have a few tickets left so um hopefully uh hopefully we'll sell all those last tickets um i i i I have had some people talking about possibly recording it. Um but I do feel like that's not gonna happen unless we sell all the tickets. Um and uh, uh so you know but uh I also the recorded we'd have to buy a bunch of equipment to do it. That. That's another story for me today. But yes, I think that um for a rocket mass eater, it does offer a certain type of luxury. <clears throat> if nothing else, there's a certain novelty in, in running a rocket mass eater. And then, of course, there's a certain novelty in how it works and how you get to sit on the bench. And it's like, wow, that is so comfortable. That is so nice. Um, and, uh, the, yeah, the fire burning side And then, yeah, the wolf being so very cool in the winter. Um, and we're getting our first numbers for, uh, the ATI test this year. And, uh, they're looking pretty good so far. We're gonna, we're do some more, uh, testing. The greenhouse numbers are looking especially nice. But, anyway, I'm wandering off the Anybody got anything else to say about grid power options? Or, how, you know, like, what is the solution here? I, I feel like it's easy for trolls to take pot shots at me. And um, but I, I really do stand behind my position. Uh, I don't, I think that my position is ex- as much as I'm painted out to be a bit of a loon, I suppose, I, I think it's fair that I'll, I'll seem like a loon to Certain type of person that is paying attention. Um, That's going to happen. Um,
1: Well, yeah, you're because you're a threat to people who want to make everything into a profit margin. You know, the word conservation—that's just you know, the direct opposite of of what a lot of people want, you know, is they want everybody to consume as much as possible and, you know, move that money. So when somebody says, you know, conserve, oh, that's the last thing that they want to hear. And then they'll frame it in the worst case scenario, you know, of the, oh, conserve, you're going to sacrifice, you're going to go without. It's like, no that's not actually what conserve means conserving resources does not mean go without uh it's you know doing things smarter doing things differently so that you use fewer resources and thus conserve those resources and i think I, part of it is is teaching or explaining to the public that difference that you can still, like you, like you describe of, you still want to have a luxurious lifestyle. You don't want people to give up things that they enjoy, but you can do all those things while still conserving resources, at least relative to today's norm.
0: It's kind of like all the stuff about all the mining, like for the uranium, you still have to mine it and then. So many of the other materials that go into a nuclear power plant um, largely going to be mined, um, and I kind of feel like um, a rocket mass heater. I don't know, like like a lot of the natural building that we're doing. We're doing here. It's, there's not much mining. It, it seems like it's an extremely low impact kind of thing overall. And um, and as we try to take the ideas from the from the Lofati greenhouse, merge them into the Wafati. I I kind of think that we're going to end up with a structure that has the best of passive solar uh, mitigated, uh, so it never gets too hot or too cold with the with the annualized thermal inertia, and uh, and we can still have a rocket mass heater in there um, if you want to temporarily get the interior temperature up an extra you know ten or fifteen degrees one day, like oh. Um somebody's feeling sick, so we're gonna go ahead and make it really hot in here for a day. And it's like, no, nope, no problem. Rocket Mass either can do. Um so I, I kind of feel like we're creating something that's uber natural. And um oh, oh, I wanna use the word super natural. <laughs> Sorry, that's a lame joke, I know. That's too far. Yeah, that's too much.
2: Too much. It's super. <laughs> it's super and it's natural, but it's not supernatural. <laughs> Ghosts! Um, so How long before we have yeah. the first haunted wolf Paul?
0: I, I, I don't know. How, how long until we have a first haunted anything? Um I, I, I've actually, there's a, there's a, uh, I, I had a, a pretty bad cold, uh, for a couple of days. And so, uh, I used, uh, uh, television radiation therapy to get rid of it. And I found an old BBC, or not old, actually I think it's new, a new BBC series called Ghosts. I found it thoroughly enjoyable. A bunch of dafty, wacky ghosts in the house. It's, it's uh it's, it's very fun uh, so I, I encourage people to watch it it's silly it's nice
1: um I think the first haunted wolfati will happen sometime next year whenever I invite somebody else over to uh partake in my cooking. they will definitely leave in a haunted state
0: after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's good to know <laughs> so um. Uh, Alright, I think we're done for today. I think we, we accomplished what we set out to accomplish. Um and, we did uh, I, I, all I can do is to keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, I'm very glad that I made it to the top of all of Reddit. That was exciting. And, uh, uh so I, I got the word out. And of course I caught all kinds of hell for it. That's kind of expected.
2: But, uh, progress, maybe. Did you see, uh, an uptick in traffic to Permis?
0: You know what? I never went and looked. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I do know that prominently listed in it was this video that I did for this conference that I was part of. And, um, I, it seems like that video got like another 2,000 views or so, which seems weak. I, but it's like uh, somehow I still got to the top of Reddit. I, okay. Um, anyway, oh well, um, that was an exciting day. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe I should go check it, in stats and stuff. But sure.
2: Yeah. Um, yep.
3: Okay. Katie? There were there were some trolly kind of bad comments, but there were some good comments too. People were like what is this thing? It sounds great, kind of comments.
0: Oh, right, yeah. What is a rocket mass heater and how do I get one?
3: Yeah, yeah, there was some mm-hmm.
0: legitimate stuff. Um, but it does seem like, I think there was a lot of people who desperately needed me to think the thoughts that they wanted me to think, rather than thinking my own thoughts. Um And they were very angry, when I would not parrot it back to them what they just said. Um, and if I just simply didn't reply, then they would basically write with this thing, notice he's essentially against renewable energy and solar. Uh You know, so basically they have this thing where it's like, reply. If you don't reply, then I know that you're Hitler, you know, and it's like uh that kind of crap. And I'm just kind of feeling like it's a tar baby. I'm not going to touch that. Um, one of the questions was asking whether or not I'm vegan. And it's kind of like because these people that are suffering uh, with the smoke in their homes, they're dying from it, they'd be really helped with being vegan. Is that what I think you're suggesting? Because <laughs> that's what the video was about. And it's like, uh, um, so I didn't answer the one about whether or not I'm vegan. I kind of felt like that just looks like a tar baby.
1: Um, yeah, they're conflating issues there.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. There was just a bunch of stuff in there that kind of seemed like a bunch of hostile stuff and whatever. But anyway, the important thing is, is that the overall topic did very well. So I think that the, the yuck that was below, um, I think most of the people probably never saw that is my guess. So I infected some brains with Rocket Mass Heater stuff. Um yay. And uh um and then as far as energy, um, I'd say that uh grid energy has a lot of gut wrenching stuff tied to it. And um, there is not an easy answer. And uh um, everything that people think is perfect, it's not. Um but i do think that that solar is probably going to be the place to bet on i think it's going to get better and, it, and the way one of the ways it gets better is we keep throwing money at it right now so all right if you like this sort of thing come on out to the forums at permies.com we talk about alternative energy homesteading and permaculture all, all the, time. the time
1: Hi, this is Mark. Sometimes talking to a friend or family member about permaculture can be met with a blank stare if it's all new to them. A great way to explain some of it can be over a card game using permaculture playing cards, which each have interesting facts with quality illustrations and descriptions. A wide range of people, places, and things, all related to permaculture, can be found on the permaculture playing cards at richsoil.com forward slash cards.